Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everyone back to the um, Spurs 9501 podcast covering the Everton versus Tottenham game. Conte's first game back in the Premier League. Um, Cam from um, Florida, sunny Florida. Cam from Connecticut. Nice to be back. Nico? Nico. Yeah. yeah, from, uh, sorry, I'm from Tromsø, Norway, all up uh, Arctic Circle. Yeah, please forgive yeah. him because he's so used to, to, to nighttime. He's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a bit lagging, but I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, Jan, would you want to take us through the lineup? Yeah, so um, basically same starting lineup that we had uh, midweek uh, versus Vitesse. Loris in goal, uh, Royal playing the, the right wing back. Uh, Dio, Romero, Davis as their centre-backs. Davis on the left-hand side. Um, I'm sorry, Regulon on the left-hand side with uh, Skip and Hoiberg in the middle and Lucas, Son and Kane up front. Oh, excuse me. Um, great, thank you. So the formation... As you said, it's a uh, the BBC are calling it a three four two one. How do you call it? Well, I mean, I would say it's more like a three five three, if you will. You know, we got the three back, or even a five two three, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I guess I guess Son and, and 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 Lucas stayed up the whole time. I never saw them really drop back into midfield at all, yeah. which would, would give me the indication that they were you know playing a little deeper. All right, I'm just going to quickly run through the stats and then we'll see what, what, what we'll uh, talk about the, the game. So um, just to run through the stats, I'm going to say uh, Everton had 45% of the possession. We had 55%. I thought, it, to me, it felt at times they had more than us, but there you go. They had 12 shots overall. We had eight. They had two on target. We had, again, zero on target. Um, four corners for... Uh, Everton, only two corners for, for Spurs. And I think that's something we need to talk about. We committed 17 fouls and they committed 13. I think the most important stat specifically for this game, guys, is um, we haven't had a shot on target since Harry Kane's header against West Ham, which was two and a half games ago, which might works out to me at close to nearly four hours of football play without a shot on target. So, well, that's pretty interesting. So, uh, um, welcome back, Nico. I just want to ask you, what was your main take um, from the game? I think it's really hard to break it down in half since no one scored or did very much. So, just take us through what, what, what were your main taking from Conte's first game? Yeah, it was very... Uh, my focus was the, the shape of the team. Uh, and I think the shape was solid. I think it was uh, organised. And that was the most important thing for me because... Uh, he's had some days to work with the players. You just need some basic structure and some instructions so you, you get get a composed, settled shape. Defensively, it's most important in the start. Uh, I remember Pochettino, start of his period, was exactly the same. It was a bit boring, but it was solid. It was uh, uh, not much, much risk. Yeah, not much risk taking, and uh, for me, this is the most important: not to lose the first matches to get the state. So they believe the project. You can't lose because then the doubt will come. So for me, I'm not so worried about the the offensive side. Of it. I know that will come, uh, but I was very interested in uh, 
with Dyer and Davis both starting or finishing the match. Uh, I was worried, of course, uh, so to to get away with a point and not, uh, none of them doing uh, gigantic mistakes. For me, this is a sign of, uh, yeah, he knows what he's doing, building from the back. Yeah, would you agree with that then? You think that, yeah. I, I would. I think it's important to, to talk about how, you know, there, there were there were moments in the match where Everton had more, were, were applying pressure on us and it, we seemed composed throughout, which is nice. Nice to feel. Like, I don't feel like we've had that with, with Nuno. Um, it's been a, a more mature performance. It wasn't obviously, our, we weren't on our best and this team has a long way to go and there's definitely a lot of players that, that started today that really long-term, you know, aren't, aren't going to be in our starting eleven such as Dyer and Davis. Um, but, you know, it, it, Conte seemed content with the result. You know, a draw is not the worst considering Liverpool just dropped points and Chelsea just dropped points this weekend. Um, and, and, and obviously we're not, we're not at that level right now. Um, this team is not as good as, as it will be post-January and next season. So, you know, positives to take. Um, I think we're definitely missing... You saw Skip and Hoiberg in the middle, both did an excellent job, but we're missing the third centre mid who can actually spread the ball out. Like that would make such a difference overnight. You know, change Lucas out for, for one of those players and, and we become a, a aggressive team that actually gets in the box. I think my main talking point today is, um, is Kane again. Unfortunately, yeah. just, I mean, maybe this is just going to take some time to get back into the rhythm of things for him, but it was not fantastic. I'm surprised he he stayed on the pitch 90 minutes. But who who else are you going to bring on? You know, I guess that's why we're linked with, with Vlahovic so so strongly. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting take. So I'll give, me, I'll give my two pennies worth as well. I thought it was a. Yeah, I mean, Conte came into this game. It was going to be, as you say, Nico. He's been in in post since what Wednesday. So yeah. you had four days to to do something with them. You got a fitness or three fitness coaches for an extremely unfit team. Um, they can't work miracles. It's going to take a while to get the fitness levels up for these players. I think that um, the team that he picked was based on fitness levels and not not on, not on skill. Um, because uh, um, clearly he never bought, he didn't put in that Endomale on right until the end. He never bought uh, Deli on. I don't believe he believes that the level or the fitness level or mental level that he needs them to play. People really worry me about this game was I think we were pretty solid at the back and we played pretty well most of the game. But we seemed to be uh, overrun a lot of the times. So we were very poor at getting to the second ball. And I felt that our passing was so sloppy, especially in the centre of the field. A lot of the times when we were making good breaks. I mean, you know, and Fabian Delph is a good player, but he ain't that great good a player. But we made him seem like a genius through his positioning. Because every time we tried to put a ball through, it was always going to Delft. He was just mopping everything up. I didn't see one through ball, ball make it from neither Son, not from Mora, and not from Kane, which basically resulted in us not yeah. having possession in the, in the box. Yeah, but just uh, interacting with you there, I think uh, when the, the fitness levels aren't that great, it's, it makes sense for me to be compact and to not take too much risk with the, the passing, because if you do, you will always chase the ball. It's better to keep it in, in the team and, and, and build the confidence, not losing possession too much, and then slowly build up uh, the fitness uh, the levels um, just to take. Yeah, 
So let's just uh, look at that and let's just go through that team, um, Jameson. Let's start at the back. I mean, you know, you had um, you had Emerson. Let's talk about them all. You had Emerson on one side. You had uh, Romero, Dyer in the middle, Davis on the other side, Regulon, and you had Doherty that came on too. So basically, out of those six, what, what was your take? Which ones did you think did well or which ones do you think I'm not going to say in this team? Um, Royal, I think, played well today. You know, he's 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 still not up to Premier League. I, I, no, he's not at his peak, and I think he can still get better and better. But you know, he's 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 playing week by week. He's becoming more comfortable with the league, so I think he's going to just keep on improving. Um, I saw a lot of people on like Twitter giving giving Dyer some some you know a, a bad rating, but he played well. I thought he did well. He kept Richardson under under reps, and he's not he's a tricky player to you know keep control of. I don't I can't think of many shots they had. Um, you know, I just in general, the, the back five was, was good, except for Regulon. He didn't play so well. He got taken off and, and Doherty came on. And, you know, that's the first time we've seen him all season, it feels like. So he played on, on the, his opposite wing too. And there was one, there's one movement he made that I can remember where he ran down. He, he beat his man. He, he pulled back and changed onto his stronger foot and put in a good cross. Obviously, no one was there to, to, to do anything with it, but you know, it, it's a cross coming in from a, from a, a wing back, which is something we've been missing for. All season, you know, I haven't seen many crosses. I, I would like to see a stat on how many crosses we've had all season, but it's very low. Very, very um, and, and even in this match, it, it's probably comparable to what our full season was like. You know, we put in a lot of crosses today, and that's good to see. Um, you talked about the corners that we had. I know you're talking about the defense right now, but I just remembered we had two corners, and one of them was that 94th minute Los Celso corner. And God, how frustrating is that guy? Yeah, how frustrating is Los Celso? Makes a beautiful shot, hits the post, but other than that, like. Yeah, I don't know. Is he good? Yeah, we'll Is he not good? We will come on to the midfield. I just wanted to um, talk about the defense because I mean I know Nico's making a, a big play, saying that you know it's important to get it right at the back. We know that's when Pochettino started. We all thought, <laughs> excuse me, that's when Mourinho would start and Nuno would start. But they seem to like you know after a few games, it let the whole back line uh, turn into a bunch of headless chickens. Um, so what do you think of the performance of those five players? And which ones would you keep? Which ones would you get rid of, Nico? At the back? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's too early to say now because he has the, the same team uh, twice now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say any of these players have uh, have uh, done anything wrong, uh, enough wrong to, to get out of the team. So I think uh, he, he he's going to keep uh, the same team more or less. And I think he will rotate uh, a bit slowly and, and systematically now to mm-hmm. see who will make an impact. So I think he, he reminds me so much of Pochettino, the first period. Very early, I know, but I think also these players like Winks, like uh, Doherty and so on, they will they will get some chances to prove if they're good enough for the team. And I think Ashley, uh, one of them might benefit very much from his uh, methodical coaching and um, he seems very, very secure as a as a manager, a coach. So I wouldn't be surprised if if one of these players that we don't don't like or want wants to to sell, they will they will get uh, some uh, uprising form. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I would say I mean I'm I'm surprised that we haven't seen Sanchez playing instead mm. of Davis, but Davis hasn't really made a mistake. He's probably played two Davis games better than we've seen him play probably for the last three or four years. Yeah. Really 
shows you what you can do in this short space of time. So I was surprised at that. I'm surprised that Tanganga didn't come on instead of um, Doherty. Very surprised at that. Maybe, I, again, I feel, guys, that it's about fitness levels and uh, maybe uh, um, Conte's not happy with his levels of fitness and is getting working on, on them to get their levels up much higher. So, uh, um, yeah, I mean, we didn't do too badly at the back. We did get overrun a bit and we're just sticking with the back. I mean, they did have a very good shout for a penalty. It went to it was given. Um, uh, VAR would have uh, overturned it. What do you think, then, Jam? Do you think it was a penalty? I thought from the, from the off it wasn't a penalty. It was very clear where he's got a hand to it. I mean, it was risky from him, but he did his Both. job. He he touched the ball. He got it away. Uh, <laughs> it was minimal. Get... It was minimal. It was risky, but he uh, touched it, and there's no denying that. Dika, uh, what's your take? Yeah, I was extremely worried. And, and even looking at the, the VAR replay, I wasn't sure. So I was just like begging. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was so happy when it wasn't given. Well, all right, let me put it another way, Nico. If that was a Spurs player running on that, would you have said it was a short shot penalty? Yeah, of course I want to have it. <laughs> so, but I, didn't, I couldn't see uh, if he actually touched the ball first, like several re- replays after. Uh, I don't know what about you guys, but I, I couldn't see. Did he touch it or did he take the player first? Yeah, well, I think that, that's a really good point. I think what happened is they both touched it at the same time. It yeah. was the trajectory of the ball that went towards away from Luis's action because he pushed it that way. That probably gave him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it was a call that could have gone either way to him. At one time, looking at the VAR, I was convinced that he touched it. And then later on, we know we need the guys got his foot on the ball and Luis's hand is there at the same time. It could have gone gonna, either way. I'm going to argue that VAR saw that was obviously an error because the VAR official saw that he touched it and then the referee on the field went to look at the monitor and saw that he touched it. I mean, that's like, it's pretty clear. That's what VAR is there for. Yeah. In lifetime, I thought Loris touched it, you know? So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was. I thought he it, touched it. The penalty given was very, very quick, very hard. But they, I mean, I mean, even when they gave the penalty, the referee was like twenty meters away. There's no way he saw if Loris touched it or not. It's about the angle. It's very hard to judge. It's really interesting to look how the um, linesmen never get involved in these decisions. They don't anymore. They don't do anything anymore, though, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Players like ten meters offside. Like, we'll let them play VAR. We'll watch yeah. over it. That player, I'll let them all celebrate the goal and that was almost giving it up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's very confusing, is that? So let's move on then and say that there we, we, you know, they, it seemed to me, I mean, clearly the stats show that they had the better of the chances. Our chances were few and far between. We had some good plays in the centre of the field, but I'm really not convinced by this midfield and whether it's playing and, and with the um, with the two, with Skipper and Hoybier. I don't think Hoybier had a very good game today. Skip definitely did. Um, I think Mora didn't have a really good game today, given what he could I don't have think done. Son did either. And I think Son probably had the worst game. However, Son was given man of the match from Spurs' point of view, according to the BBC, was our best player. I didn't, I didn't see it myself. Uh, we'll come on to Kane afterwards. What do you, what did you think of those four and their performance, uh, Nico? I think, I think it's hard to 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 um, separate uh, the players. I think it was. Was a decent uh, collective performance. Uh, I, I agree with Hoiberg. I'm not convinced by him. I'm not convinced because, but he's a very he's very good with his uh, theatrical body language and he's very smart. But in terms of ability, I think he lacks uh, a lot. To be honest, um, 
I, I'm always going back to when we had Modric and Scott Parker. We had a perfect uh, uh, duo uh, in the center end. And he, for me, is, um, yeah, it, it's, I'm not uh, convinced by Heuberg, to be honest. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like our center mid together are, um, are, are missing someone. You know, I don't think, I think Heuberg is, uh, Skip, I think, was my man at the match today. I think he was everywhere that he needed to be. Um, but, but Hoiberg seems to sometimes, he, he's, he's the covering man, right? Skips the, skips the, the solid, the, the rock in the middle where Hoiberg will run around and, and cover the spaces that need to be covered. And they're doing their job. What they're missing is a third person in there to help them spread the ball. Cause what you have right now is, is three players up top that are literally doing nothing until the ball gets to them, you know, and Lucas, Son and Kane. And, and they're, they're, the ball either gets them and they have to dribble forward or they have to come back and get the ball to dribble forward or they're, 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 the final ball that's, that's being played into them is never good enough. They're never in, in a dangerous position to receive, receive a final ball. And that's what it's been like pretty much all season. Um, yeah, they have to either no, work super hard to get the goal. You've got it in, in one way, Jan. It's that area that we're missing. We know we're missing that player. So let's just talk about that area for a little bit before we come on to the elephant in the room, which is Harry Kane. But let's talk about this bit first, because I feel that you um, bought a Los Celso that was actually brought in to play that role. Um, the most frustrating player that we saw, can hit the ball really well and some of the awful play that he did. But then he brought on for a very little bit of time and Don Malay, I thought Don Malay was hopeless. He couldn't. He was hopeless. But to be fair to him, he had about like six minutes to warm up to a really yeah. high-paced game. Yeah. Okay, right. fair enough. I was very, very... He very was poor. He was poor. Two players there. You've got Mora, who likes to run with the ball, and he did a bit, but he caught, he, he, he'll he beat two players, and then he'll always be beaten by the third before he makes the pass. He doesn't pass it when he, when there's a player free, and if he does, he doesn't pass it very well. So he's not that person who can make space for themselves and pick out that killer's pass like Ericsson used to, and like many other players. Who, I mean, you mentioned Modric, you know, those kind of players. That could do that thing, right? Yeah, but he, he picked workers. I think the whole team is based on the principles of hard work. And then you, you throw in some spice at the end. I think, I think it was a good time to, to put in Endo Berle because uh, was it after they got the man sent off? He came on? Just before. It was Just like before. the 82nd minute. Yeah, but we had like the, the control and structure. And he came in and he could do his stuff. So I think that the timing mm-hmm. made sense to me, uh, put him in. He didn't there. do his stuff. The point he didn't do that yeah. is a thing that you've got, you've got these three players that are supposed to be these things, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, but it, yeah, it's a short time though. Yeah. No, I don't they're not really up to that job, are they? No, they're not. Would you, would you like to see all of them go or not? I'd be happy for all of them to go. Do we, after this performance, do we want to keep Lofelta? I think he's a frustrating, but but it's a new start. You have to remember uh, if he tries to drill a shape, uh, then you have to give them uh, the opportunity. And I think based on the history of these players, it was the right uh, setup uh, from the start. Um, Because we we always build a team from uh, work rate, solidity, and I think he picked the players for this, and then you can you throw in some spice at the end when it's open, when players are a bit tired. Uh, so he took a calculated risk with Andombeda and Lucelso, and he had a he had a good through ball there, Lucelso. 
I think he, yeah, and and the shot was very close. Oh man, if you put that ball in, we'll all be yeah. Ah, yeah, that's true. All right, so let's go on to the uh, the truth, the front two, which I'm much more concerned about. I thought first, let's first thing get this out of the way. I thought uh, Son had a really bad game, really, really poor game. Yeah. He couldn't run with the ball, he couldn't pass the ball, he couldn't cross the ball. He created very little, he created nothing. I was completely looked out of sorts. Uh, Harry Kane, Harry Kane, I mean... I don't even know where to start or what to say. I mean, what was that performance? Yeah. He put in a couple of good balls. He did one for Regulon, who should have done a lot better. But, you know, we hope that would have been Son at the end of that one, when he skied it right over basically an empty net. Uh, it was a hard take. But remember that just before the end of the first half? He did mm-hmm. that. He put in a couple of good balls. But what the hell's going on with Harry Kane? Jam, what do you think? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be a combination of of lack of confidence and and mentality not being there, and also fitness. He looks out of he looks out of it. He's never in in the position he needs to be when, you know, just just stand on the center on the on the penalty spot and just wait there, just wait there all match. That's what I want to see, Kane. Just remember how to be a center forward instead of trying to be your number ten role that you play, and and, and get back to basics is what he needs to do. Which um. Yeah, you know, I mean, we haven't seen Kane score a goal since he scored in the Europa League uh, all those weeks ago when he got a hat trick. And and honestly, that was you know it was it was against nobody, but it was a really well taken hat trick. There were some impressive goals. But other than that, even like I've said like I've said a few times, he hasn't done anything for England in all these international breaks. It's not like he doesn't want to play for England, you know. But what's um, going on? What's the answer here? The answer is simple: drop him. Yeah, but put I, I think... fair, remind him that he's not the best player in the world, you know, and he has to work for his spot. I think he needs to grow uh, with the rest of the team because we have had a bad patch, and uh, he can't do it by himself. He needs also to implement all the changes that Conte does. It's it's a um, it's a team effort now to 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 get up to to higher levels, and he's he's playing so many matches. Think about it. The guy yeah, is... Um, he's not doing very much. You can see the ball it playing. Yeah, he looks jaded and, and he, he needs to get back to... to uh, I think he needs the psychology bit from Conte as well. I think he lost it under Nuno. He was terrible under Nuno the last uh, matches. And so it takes time. It will take... It, it, it's like Conte said, work, work, work. We need the work. <laughs> That's it. Like Italian accent there. Very good. That was it, basically. Well, so, all right. So, takeaways from the game, then, guys. What was your main takeaway? Everyone, give us one takeaway, Jim. I, uh, I'm gonna take my takeaway is gonna be I'm gonna trust Conte. He was satisfied with the with the draw. I'm, I'm happy to early days early days for him. Better things to come. Yeah, it will breed confidence. Uh, not losing, and we had a, a solid shape. You can see the players are buying into the uh, instructions. So I'm pleased with the points, for sure. I think my takeaway is I can see what Conte is trying to do. I can see that the, the, the speed which is moving, I think the movement of the speed is so much better. There seems to be more urgency on the field in the way that we played before. We were 3-0 down and we'd pass it between ourselves at the back with no zero urgency that's gone. But frankly, my biggest takeaway from this is I don't think there's a lot of players that are just frankly not good enough. They're just, it doesn't matter how hard they try and how whatever they do, they just are not cutting it in terms of the standard that we need if we're going to start winning something. And if you look at the other teams, I think it's very clear that this team 
it's still not anywhere near where it needs to be. And maybe that is, as Nico, you say, a fitness issue um, and give him more time to work on it. But at this moment in time, you take a, a destroyed Nuno team and expect them to do anything apart from what they did today. Um, I think that we're lucky we got what we did. I'll also say we were playing against an Everton team that could not afford to lose either. Yeah, I mean, they, they worked really hard. And they needed to because of what's got what's been going on in their team. So it was going to be a hard game either way. Yeah. Um, so just to, just to fi- on a final note, I, I just say that we've got we haven't got a game what, for another two weeks, is it? Do you want to know that international? Yeah, break it's international break coming up. So this should give Conte some time to play with the, some of the players that are not interna- in, in the international setup, right? There's a lot of them too that are going to be there. You know, you got Dyer, you got Ali, you got uh, yeah. Tenge is not getting into the French team. You know, too many. That's very players. good. That's very good yeah. that he has these players to work with. He is a very good coach and a systematic person, and and we need all the other players to to contribute so that Kane will grow. And I, I think it's a good time to to get the international break. I, I think, so. I think, I think that's why everyone's firing all their managers because we've lost, you know, this yeah. week, there's a few being going. Um, the other thing, just to, to to add to that, then is, um, I mean, he's got. I was about to say that Conte's got this time to 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 gel with the players. We should expect a much better and stronger team to come out of this. You'd hope that maybe uh, if Harry Kane wasn't selected for England, that would do us a lot of good. Yeah, he will, but he's so, yeah, so important. Captain it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play, for sure. Right, so next game, Jem, does anyone know what the next game is? I'm well, not sure, I haven't looked that far ahead. I'll, I'll get it for you right now. So our next game is going to be... Um, it against, It's going to be Leeds. Very nice. Leeds. We might have a European game before that, against Moura or um, at home. No, no, Moura's after that. After that. So next game yeah. is Leeds. Um, at home. On the uh, 21st. So we've got two weeks, literally, before we go back into the Premier League. And, um, I mean, Leeds drew today, so that should be an interesting, uh, very interesting game. Just to add to that, I did see a, a article of um, when Conte at the beginning of his career was um, uh, sat in the, uh, in the lecture room uh, learning from Bielsa, Bielsa giving lectures on yeah. how to be a coach. So, yeah, that's amazing. Not surprising. So maybe uh, Conte can give uh, Bielsa some lessons in um, two weeks' time. But it was so refreshing to see him today, so, you know, standing there passionate oh my goodness. and, and yeah. guiding Passion. the players. Oh, I love it. Like, like you've said, he kicks every ball. You know, yeah. and it's good to see, and you could see it. I mean, they just this was the first time in a long time that I've enjoyed a Tottenham match. It was entertaining football. It was, yeah. you know. It's even right. after twenty minutes, even after twenty minutes, I said, if we lose this match, I'm still more content than I have been in weeks. Uh, I think one of the commentators that I was listening to said one very important point, and that was um, if if Conte can't do anything with this team, then you can basically give up because there's nobody nobody out there that would. Yeah, we tried everything. Absolutely. And if if Conte does turn this this current team of players into something successful, I mean that's going to be one of his highest managerial success success stories. So you know, only future will tell. But um, I think we start off with. Let's Conte get a shot on target first. Yeah. That will be the <laughs> <laughs> right? Then maybe it's a shame the hit in the post doesn't count as on target, yeah. you know? No, unfortunately, it doesn't. And, 
I thought that the one where the, which um, hit, we had a shot that hit the player got in the way and it hit his head and it went over. That was from Regulon. That was going. That was on target. Yeah. Oh. That didn't count as a shot on target either because it hit the player. Um, so what, what I'd rather the uh, get a shot on target, maybe get us a few goals, and we'll work our way up from there. So there you go. Final thoughts, Nico, from you. I'm, I'm just. Um, I'm, I'm a bit. Um, um, Excited to see uh, which role Ali will play in. He, he, he will get a chance. I think maybe he will play in the support role again and behind Kane or Son or something. And this is his final chance now to actually show that he he wants something as a player. He has a desire and uh, yeah, I'm, I haven't given up on him uh, quite yet. Uh, one more chance. So... I'm excited to see him. All right. Well, I hope you're right. I mean, you know, he's going to have two weeks to, to, to drill something into this guy. I think if we see Ali back on the field now, Delhi on this field, it's because yeah. Conte seen something and he's managed to get something out of him in these two weeks. Jam, your final thoughts? And I think that's uh, that's really interesting with, with Ali because um, what I want to see is one of either Son, Kane or Lucas dropped. And I don't want to see them playing as a front three until, you know, they've, they've proven that, that they can play that in, in training or whatever. But what we're missing is is that, that link between the, you know, let them push up a little higher, the two strikers push up higher and have someone in the middle, either in, in Dombele or Ali or, or even Lo Celso, yeah. trying to play the strings. Because defensively, it seems like Conte has got them to understand what he wants from them. And yeah, so we just build on that. Just build on that. We know who are, you know, not just the back five, but with the two sentiments, we know what those those seven players are going to do. We need to work on the attacking side. Yeah. I think for me, I'd like to see um, Brian Gale get, get fit, um, come behind, start playing ahead of Regulon with both of them running down that side. They could create some serious problems for any any other team. I think then that will mean that one of either Skip or Hoybier have to drop off, have to leave the team, and we get another player in there that can play a bit more, um, play a bit, uh, can create as well as defend. I mean, I don't know if you've got, should have been Lotelso or Anomaly, I'm not sure which one is, is good enough at this stage, but um, I think that that will make it much more exciting for us. So that's probably my take, but you know, he's obviously injured, so we have got that to look forward to as well. Yeah, he will have an assessment of the the squad, and I'm not sure he will uh, go into the market uh, now. Now the time before Christmas, he has to do some exploring with these players, mm. so because they are very expensive players, and it's hard to get rid of them. So okay, he's exactly. got another chance. <laughs> yeah. Right, everyone. I mean, just a quick. I know it's two weeks away, but just a quick prediction. What do you think is going to happen with the Leeds game, then, Jem? I'm hoping we win. So let's go with a 3 1. 3 1. Nico? Yeah, I'm confident. I think it will be 2 0. 2 0. I win. I'm going to go for a 2 1. I think Leeds always have a goal in them. I'm hoping that at least the only way we're going to get a goal is by having a shot on target. So let's start with at least five yeah, to six shots on target. Yeah? <laughs> That's a good prediction. Okay, guys, so thanks very much. Um, and see you, see you soon in the next uh, live stream or, or, or after the next game. So, all I say, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. And goodbye from uh, um, Florida. Bye from Jam in Connecticut. Bye from Norway. Tromsø. All right, thank you. 
You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.